So just reading my used pet book and uh, trying to see if there's any opportunities in here. And there actually are some opportunities in here. So I want to give you a tip before I let you go. But I also want to tell you about something that you need to know as an appraiser. Hopefully you don't need to know, but if you were impacted, you need to know. And what's happening over at the Appraisal Foundation. So we're going to talk about a data breach at the Appraisal Subcommittee, the ASC, which is a governmental agency. We're going to talk about a data breach that might impact you. And if you are one of the impacted appraisers, you might want to know this and take appropriate action. We'll talk about some stuff going on over at the Appraisal Foundation. And I'm going to give you a little tip or trick to maybe help you make some more money during this trying time. So come on back and listen or watch this broadcast. Hi, this is Brian Reynolds. You're listening to the Appraisal Update Podcast, brought to you as always by the great folks over at Appraiser eLearning. You need some education, please check us out at appraiserelearning.com. You'll be glad you did. You might learn a little something and have some fun while you're at it. So check us out at appraiserelearning.com. I'm glad you're here. I hope you're doing well. I hope you're hanging on. I hope you're making some money. I know it's a trying time and we talk about this a lot. We're all in the same boat together. I mean, uh, this has impacted my business just like it has you. Remember, I am a practicing appraiser just like you. <laughs> and it certainly has impacted my business. I just got back from Texas. I was down at uh, San Marcos at the great folks at ATA. And thank you, ATA, for having me down. Uh, Steve and Bobby and Teresa and the board of directors, all the great folks down at ATA. Uh, they're doing something right. They have a thriving membership, and I'm always honored that they asked me to come down and participate. It really is a great group. Taught uh, an FHA class, and we're revising. We're going to have a new FHA class available with appraisory learning very, very soon. As you probably are well aware, uh, FHA uh, revised their handbook, and that will be effective in April. And so we've got a new course coming out that will reflect those changes. Uh, we also have a course called Diversifying Your Practice Inside and Out, and I taught that there and had a great attendance, great turnout, and talked about different ways to diversify your practice to make money. You know, the interesting thing is I took a survey, I took a live survey while I was there, and I asked the question, hey, appraisers, I want you to raise your hand, raise it high so I can see you. If you're a, an appraiser that appraises houses, for the secondary market for a purchase or refinance. If you appraise for purchases or refinances, raise your hand. And almost, I mean, almost every attendee raised their hand. I said, keep your hand up now, look around the room. That's your competition. Now put your hand down. How many of you in the room do relocation appraisals? And there were, I think were four hands that went up. Not very many, right? How many of you do, how many of you want a really nasty litigation case? I mean, the other side has an attorney from, uh, Chicago, you probably know who that is, and from D.C., and they're, they're really, they're, they're coming after you. I mean, cross-examination is going to be really tough. Who wants that case? Very few hands went up, right? So that course talks about how to diversify your practice, both wearing your appraiser hat and also taking your appraiser hat 
off. Uh, we have that on a virtual offering at Appraiser eLearning. Check that out for an upcoming course. And we're going to start the roadshow off with that course on May the 1st in Nashville. So if you want to attend live and in person, you will have the opportunity to visit us in Nashville, Tennessee, as we host that course. And I think we're going to try a hybrid. Ooh, that's a bad word for appraisers, <laughs> but it's going to be a hybrid offering. We're going to offer a live course offering. So we hope to see you live, but we're also going to stream that and offer that virtual as well. So that'll be the first one of those we do um, or have tried in a long, long time. So we're really excited about that and look for news in your email box coming real soon or check us out over at appraiserelearning.com. So I told you there was a data breach and there was, I got a, um, an email from a listener and a gentleman I met he and his daughter and his helper at uh, Val Expo a couple of years ago and then they attended uh, the appraisal summit and uh, so glad to glad to see them there but he sent me a text message oh and I'm not going to be able to find it why not um, I am going to be able to find it see I am not as bad as Claire makes me out to be um, anyway, I'm not going to say his name, but he, uh, he texted me and he said, Hey, I received a letter from the appraisal subcommittee saying they had a data breach and I need to sign up to protect my data. I called the number. Um, he said, spoke to someone, but still a little unsure. Have you heard anything about this? And at the time I had not, this was on January 25th. And, uh, he sent back to me, he said, um, I told him Jim Park was over there. Jim does a great job. He's a respectable guy and, um, and would, would try and help him. He said, here's an update. I wrote a letter to the email address for James Park, the executive director of the appraisal subcommittee. He wrote me back this morning and confirmed the letter is legitimate. He apologized for the unfortunate incident, the data breach, um, what they're asking us to do, blah, 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 which I'll get to in a minute. He said, uh, thanks for getting back to me. I said, Jim Park's a good guy. I interact with him on a regular basis. Um, I'm glad you got to connect. So one of the things that this appraiser said, um, he said he feels that there's appraisers across the country that are getting this letter and wondering if many of them are just throwing them away, thinking that it's a scam, right? It's, it's, it's uh, not legitimate. So um, the appraiser kind of asked me to get the word out. And so that's one of the reasons I'm talking about it on this podcast today. So I did talk to Jim a couple of times on the topic, and, uh, and he provided me uh, a letter, uh, which I can find on their website now. So I'm just going to do it that way. And I'm, I'm going to show you how to get to it, all right, so that you could check it out yourself. Uh, my understanding that there was, gosh, maybe 5,000, just under 5,000. I think 4,800 is the number I remember for some reason, 4,800 appraisers that were impacted to this date. It doesn't appear anything bad's happened, but it was out there, okay? And apparently some social security numbers were out there. So don't call Jim Park yet. <laughs> don't call the ASC yet. Go to the ASC.gov website. So uh, if you're watching and not just listening to the podcast, uh, you can see I have that up on the screen right now. So I just pulled up the ASC.gov. That's their website. And guys, there's a ton of information here. So before I get to the letter, uh, let's just play around with the website for just a second because there's a lot of good information here. Uh, if you go to this national registry, right, you can uh, pull your own information up and, and check it out, make sure that it's correct. 
Um, I did that um, recently. Appraiser registry, thank you. Took me a minute. Uh, National Registry Appraisal. There. Gotta love the internet, right? And so we'll just type me in because I'm not scared. Uh, Brian Reynolds, and we'll see what comes up, right? And don't ask me why I put my name capital. I didn't mean to. So here's one in Colorado. That's not me. Uh, but this is me. I used to live in Illinois many, many years ago, and I was a licensed level appraiser. You see, that's ob obviously inactive. I'm no longer a licensed level. I do have a Tennessee license. I'm a certified general, so that all looks good. And I have a Kentucky certified general um, license. Both are active, so that all looks good. And then you see here, I was a certified residential, and my license number was 966. That was in the Commonwealth of Kentucky, and that's inactive. Uh, Kentucky, for some reason, I don't know why they did this. I wish they wouldn't have. Uh, but when I went from certified residential to certified general, they issued me a new license number, right? So now you can see in Kentucky, my license number is 4215, uh, where it was 966. So that's information about me. They got a lot of old stuff there regarding my Illinois licensure. Uh, but yeah, I'm on there. And at least some of the data, all of the data is correct. Um, so let's go back for a second. If you wanted to look at the, uh, the states, how, how are the states doing? Here's a list of all the states. And um, you can actually see about state compliance, so appraiser compliance reviews. You know, the states look at us. Why don't we look at them? And I'm not going to, you know, try and embarrass any state in particular. You can go on and look. But there are... Some states that say they're not in compliance, right? There are some states that say good, some that say excellent, some that says needs improvement. And you can click on those and see what their improvement or um, needs work is. Um, there's some that say not satisfactory. So uh, you can go to whatever state that you want to peek in. I'm just going to go to Kentucky because that's where I'm at. And you can actually see the letter that issue that is issued from the appraisal subcommittee to the particular jurisdiction here's kentucky and uh it's a letter saying we have a finding of excellent so yay kentucky way to go with commonwealth of kentucky you got an excellent rating i know they've always gotten an excellent rating <laughs> but they got an excellent rating so that's great you could check out your state if you want to and take a peek right and so let's get to what I really wanted to show you, which is the data breach. So I'm gonna go back to this homepage. And if you go down to the very bottom, you scroll down, uh, you, you get some kind of news and events, right? Here's their quarterly meeting update. Uh, here is a hearing that recently occurred on uh, January 24th with regard to appraisal bias. And then here is the ASC notice of data breach. So I wanna I want just draw your attention to that. Uh, and this is what it says. So I'll just blow this up just a little bit. And those for you listening, I apologize. Again, you can go to ASC.gov. And this is a news and events. It's down at the bottom of their page. You can click and see the letter I'm referencing right now. So this letter went out from Mr. Uh, James Park, the executive director of the ASC, on January 24, 2023. So this is recent, guys. Uh, notice of data breach incident. The appraisal subcommittee is contacting all state appraisal regulatory agencies, 
concerning a data breach that occurred on the ASC.gov website. This was no, this was not data theft or hacking. So it was, it was an error that was made. It was a mistake. You know, we are, we're human beings. We all make mistakes, right? Um, everybody makes mistakes. State regulatory boards make mistakes. Uh, the appraisal foundation makes mistakes. The appraisal subcommittee makes mistakes. Appraisers make mistakes. We all make mistakes. We're human beings. We're not perfect. So what happened after the release of the new ASC.gov website on September of 2022, potential access to personal identifiable information, a PII, was reported to the ASC. The breach was discovered in October of 2022 when an individual reported it to the ASC after seeing their own personal identifiable information via a web browser. While there was potential for broader exposure, to date we're not, any, we're not aware of any individuals that uh, accessed the breach PII. So what information was involved? Social security numbers. What are we doing about it? Immediately upon discovery of the breach, the website was taken down and corrective action was taken to resolve the error. We are notifying all individuals who had potential exposure and offering identity protection, credit monitoring, and identity monitoring service. We're also notifying all state appraisal regulatory agencies. All right? So uh, if you need more information, here's the toll-free number, 888-815-1517. 888-815-1517. It's Monday through Friday from 8 to 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You can call that for assistance. Uh, if you are an appraiser that's been impacted, you should have received a letter from the ASC. So if you didn't get a letter, that's a good sign, right? If you didn't get a letter, then your um, personal information was probably not, not the, the breach didn't impact you. So all appraisers that have been impacted uh, should have gotten a letter from the ASC. The point of me bringing this to the appraisal community's attention is if you did get a letter, don't just toss it in the trash can and think it's a fake. It's real, okay? So, um, again, you can go on the ASC website, get this information that I'm reporting to you now. If you need additional assistance, you can call the ASC. Hopefully, nobody's going to be impacted. Uh, hopefully, they got it down quick enough. Hopefully, nothing bad's going to happen. But I did want to bring this to your attention in the event that you are a listener and you did get a letter and you didn't pay close attention to it, you might want to jump over to ASC and take a peek at it. All right. Uh, more information I want to talk about is the Appraisal Foundation and um, getting involved, getting your voice heard, right? Uh, it was just announced this week that um, Appraisal Foundation, the Appraisal Standards Board, pumped the brakes and said, you know, we think we need a fifth exposure draft to USPAP, the changes, the proposed changes to USPAP. And guys, I think this is unprecedented. I don't think there's ever been five exposure drafts. There's been four, uh, but now there's five. So they're working on the next exposure draft. Uh, we'll let you know when that's available. If you're affiliated with a state association or a national association, like the National Association of Appraisers, listen, they do a really good job. Ms. Lori Egan's in charge of the Governmental Affairs Committee and they draft responses to every exposure draft there is. So uh, watch out for the next exposure draft. I'm sure you'll hear about it all over uh, through various um, trade organization newsletters or 
magazines, and you can get your voice heard. If you go to the Appraisal Foundation website, which is appraisalfoundation.org, this is the landing page, the primary landing page. If you go to Standards and Qualifications and down to Exposure and Discussion Drafts, you can find them there. Now, the fifth one hasn't been written yet, but it will eventually show up here. There will be a comment period, and they'll ultimately have a public meeting, which you can attend and voice your concern, right? So watch for this. This will be where it will show up under Appraisal Standard Board. To that note, the AQB, right? ASB stands for Appraisal Standards Board. They write our standards. AQB is the board uh, with the Appraisal Foundation that is writing our qualification criteria, right? And look here, on January 31st, 2023, the AQB released the first exposure draft of proposed changes to criteria. So they are proposing changes as to what the criteria is to be an appraiser. What are they? Are they good? Do you support them? Are they horrible? Do you hate them? Well, here's your opportunity to click on this button right here and look and read what the proposed changes are for yourself. And then right down here, it says you have a comment period until March 13th. So you can click right on this survey monkey and type your comments, your suggestions, your concerns. And guys, let me make something perfectly clear to you. The Appraisal Foundation, the boards within the Appraisal Foundation, take your comments to heart. They take your comments very seriously. Now, if you just write a comment and say that's dumb, I mean, that's not helpful. <laughs> you need to articulate why you think that's dumb. And don't just voice an opinion about something being dumb. At the same time, make a recommendation of what they should do or shouldn't do. Hey guys, did you think about the domino effect? Did you think about if you make that change, this and this and this could occur? And they might come back and say, oh my goodness, we didn't think of that. And so we need to change the potential change. And that's how you get a second exposure draft or a third exposure draft or a fourth exposure draft or now a fifth exposure draft. So jump on over to the Appraisal Foundation website, take a look at the proposed changes, Voice your opinion whether or not you like the proposed changes or not. Now, how can, how can you make more money? How can you get more business? Let's talk about it. I just had a referral fee, someone wanting to buy a property in Nashville. I'm a, I'm a, a, a licensed uh, real estate agent in Kentucky. I do not have that in Tennessee. But guess what I do have? I have the ability to ability to refer that over to a licensed agent who will pay me a referral fee. So I made a phone call, made $4,000. I wish I could do that all day, every day, don't you? Can you pay or can you receive a referral fee for referring an appraisal job to someone? Is that ethical or is that unethical? Well, anytime you have an appraisal-related question, go to the authoritative source. Right now we're talking about ethics within USPAP. Is it okay to do that? Is it not okay to do that?
If you're talking about Fannie Mae, go to Fannie Mae.com. If you're talking about Freddie Mac, go to the Freddie Mac website. If you're talking about FHA, go to HUD.gov. Normally, you can find the answer to most questions directly from the authoritative source. And I encourage you to do that, right? So I want to direct your attention over here real quick. Um, I have a digital copy of USPAP handy right here. You can see this is USPAP, and obviously it's been extended through the end of 2023. <laughs> is it going to be extended even more? Or are they going to get this fifth exposure draft done before January of 2024 and rewritten and educated and, and the new books? But I don't know. We're in some interesting times. Maybe this will be a five-year document instead of a four-year document. I don't know. We'll find out. But what I want you to do is to look right here under the management section. It says, an appraiser must disclose that he or she paid a fee or commission or gave a thing of value in connection with the procurement of an assignment. It doesn't say you can't do it. It says you have to disclose. The comment section says where it's got to be. Well, it's got to be in the certification. It does say if you have a transmittal letter, any transmittal letter in which conclusions are stated. Now, some people do transmittal letters. Some people don't, right? It's not a requirement to do a transmittal letter. But if you have a transmittal letter in which you have the conclusion stated, you've got to have this disclosure there as well. If you don't have a transmittal letter, then you have to have it only in the certification. And you've got to have that disclosure in there, but look right here. Disclosure of the amount paid is not required. So I, I, I'll tell you something right now. You get a call to do a commercial assignment and you're a residential appraiser, instead of saying, I don't do commercial and hanging up, you just missed out on an opportunity to make money. Call the commercial appraiser in your community and say, hey, I've got a job for you. Will you pay me a referral fee? They may say no, but they may say yes. I'll tell you right now, you get that call in Tennessee and you don't want to do it, or in Kentucky, call me up. Now, depending on where it is, depending on what it is, depending on whether or not I feel I'm competent to do it, Depending on if we can negotiate a reasonable fee, I'll pay you a referral fee. Why would I not? I'm not going to get that assignment without you. So instead of just saying, I don't do commercial and hanging up, think of that as an opportunity at your feet. There's money laying on the floor by your feet. Do you have the courage to bend over and pick it up? Or are you going to walk right by it? This is an opportunity. I want to show this to you one more time. This is USPAP. And the cool thing about the digital copy, you see this little thing right here? Frequently asked. See also FAQ 34 through 52. We're not going to look at all those, but I'll look at one. How's this? Question number 34 in USPAP. This is an FAQ, guys. It's come to my attention that a local appraiser is paying a home inspection firm a $25 referral fee for each appraisal assignment, the home inspector refers to the appraiser. Are appraisers required by USPEP to disclose the payment of cash or other things of value to clients in order to get the assignment? Maybe I'll give you a bottle of Elmer T. Lee if you get me a job. I won't. <laughs> I won't. <laughs> but that's an example, right? The answer is yes. The management section of the ethics rule states an appraiser must disclose that he or she paid a fee or commission or gave a thing of value in connection with the procurement of the assignment. And there's a comment. I already read that to you, so I'm not going to read it again. And, and there's several questions here that will 
relate to what we just talked about. And I'm not going to read all those. Get your USPAP book out and read it yourself. But if you want to establish a deal with a home inspector says, hey, you, you recommend me and somebody give me a call and, and hire me, I'm going to pay you a referral fee. Maybe you talk to your barber or, or hairstylist and say, hey, you know, I am an appraiser here. So you have somebody in your seat. You have somebody in your seat. You're fixing their hair. And they say, well, yeah, we're thinking about selling our house. Say, hey, well, I know an appraiser that come out, could come out and measure it for you and tell you exactly how big it is. Don't leave any money on the table. Or I know this appraiser coming out and tell you not only how big it is, but what it's worth. And they don't have to write you a big old thick report. They could call you on the phone, give you an oral report, or give you a very concise written report. And that hairstylist calls me up and refers that to me. Yes, I'd be happy to pay a referral fee for that. Think outside the box, guys. Think outside the box. There's so much flexibility in USPAP as to what you can do. It might just surprise you. I know it's your rule book. It's your minimum requirements. You have to do the minimum. But look around in here. Get very familiar with the first 24 pages of this document. There might just be some opportunities for you to make more money. Guys, I hope you're doing well. I hope you're staying, staying safe. I hope you're getting some education. Now, now's a perfect time to learn more skills, learn different ways to create opportunity. There's a saying I love. I have it in one of my courses. Don't wait for an opportunity. Create your opportunity. You've been listening to the Appraisal Update Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Reynolds. Until next time, please stay safe, take a break, get some education, and happy appraising. The Appraisal Update Podcast is brought to you by Appraiser eLearning.